Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And, and we're, we're two dudes, dudes talking Disney. Disney. You know, no matter how long we're apart from each other, it still flows like It's like magical. Honey. Yeah, it That's is. It. Yeah. It is. We're back. We're back. We're back. What, what's going we're on back. since we Oh God, since our it's last been, show? It's been a lot. There was a pandemic. There was a pandemic. There was babies. There, there were was, babies. Uh, You've had at least another baby. Yes. Like you it, might have another one on the way. We don't know. Who knows? It's just been busy. Yeah. But, uh, but we're slowing down. We, we are. Yeah. And that gives around. us a little time now to record. Yes. And uh, usually we like to do at the beginning of the year our look ahead at what Disney, uh, the Disney theatrical releases. Yes. Uh, of course, that covers four studios now since they purchased 20th Century Fox. So we've got some films from uh, Disney, Pixar. Uh, I guess you can always include Marvel Studios. Uh, so make it five. Uh, 20, 20th Century and Searchlight Pictures. Yes. Uh, so those are the five studios that Disney does now. Um, I just thought we'd kind of take a look at, at last year. Yeah, uh, do a little recap. Yeah, that's right. So 2022, even though they're down 33% from like 2019, uh, was still a $26 billion worldwide box office. Which uh, is just shy of what the two dudes made off, that's of, right. off of this podcast last year. So. <laughs> that's right. Um, the uh, you know the reason that's happening is, is studios are releasing fewer films over the course of the year. And a change in consumer habits. I mean, yeah, obviously the elephant in the room is the direct, uh, you know, I, I don't even call it the streaming services. Right. You know, a lot of movies are being released directly to streaming services. So the, the, the stereotypical box office isn't what it was pre-pandemic. Right. Or if there is a box office, it's like a limited release for like two or three weeks before it's released on HBO I mean, Max. Or it's released on HBO Max in conjunction with a box office. Um, really weirded out, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much a grumpy old man at this point and I'm kind of weirded out when, when they announce the Academy Award nominees and a movie comes from a streaming service. Right. It's, it's just, it's the new normal. It's it is. what we're, what we're dealing with in the industry. And it is, like you said, it's, it's amazing how many movies I, and I hate to say it, even now you're at the point as a consumer where you're see a movie coming out. You're like, Oh, I can't wait to go see it in the theaters. I'll just wait a few weeks and I can watch it at my house. Oh, see, I'm still seeing things in so, theaters. I, I'm still a big fan. Yeah, I've, I, I mean, I went to see Avatar two. That was the last okay. in theater movie I've seen. I want to, as we'll talk, what, what I want to go see this year. Right, but uh, yeah, it, it's just a a shift in the movie industry. See, I'm old school. I need to I need to see things on the big screen. I need to buy them on DVD, Blu-ray when they come out, and then I still have them on Disney Plus. Okay, that's or, or the, you have the trifecta. Services. That's right. So, so they're milking you for literally every penny. You're you're are. the fool that's keeping them going. I am. I think I'm the only guy <laughs> in the world that still buys Blu-rays. You are and CDs. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I, don't I literally am about. To, I have. I was cleaning out downstairs in the playroom, and I have a giant box of DVDs that I. I, I think I'm just going to throw them out. I, I, really do I might have to take some of those. Off you might hands. have to. Yeah. I mean, Cheryl will not like that. Yes, but I will. Uh, so let's get back to the uh, the movies. Last year, Disney had uh, 16 theatrical releases, uh, and uh, they are the number one studio for seven, I think this is seven years running now. Uh, they had a total box office of $4.9 billion. $2 billion of that was domestic, and $2.9 billion came from overseas. Uh, as I said, it's the seventh year they've been number one. They have reigned as the box office champ since 2016. Uh, the number two studio was Universal. They had three point nine billion worldwide. So uh, you know they're they're still a, a billion, a billion off. Disney. Yeah, there are about a billion reasons why Disney's doing better. Right now, the the funny thing is, uh, you know, Disney did more overseas than they did domestically, which is usually the case. Correct. The, um, you know the the box again, you know, shifts in the box office. Obviously, the the American market used to be the money maker. Now. 
added up, the overseas accounts are, are crushing the American box office. I mean, again, almost a billion dollar difference there. Right. Uh, and the funny thing is, uh, Disney only released three films in China last year, uh, and that was Avatar 2, Death on the Nile, and Encanto. Um, China's a big audience for them. Uh, there were a lot of issues with, uh, you know, like Strange uh, Strange World. There was some uh, LGBT stuff that they didn't like. Same thing with Lightyear. I think it was implied in a couple of the Marvel movies, and China would not allow those movies to be shown. So, um, you know, that does take a bite out of Disney's pocketbook. Correct. But when they're still a billion dollars ahead of the next uh, the, the the next studio, it, it doesn't really matter. Correct. And, and you, you know, like a great example of that too is if you look at Top Gun. Uh, you know, Top Gun, one of the uh, biggest movies last year. Obviously, it's not a Disney movie, but Top Gun catered to the to the. You know, they they changed things in the movie to make it marketable in China. Mm-hmm. You know, the the in one of the big ones right off the bat was, you know, the '80s Pete Mitchell's flight jacket had a Taiwanese logo on it. Right, and you notice now that's been removed. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it is. Uh, obviously, you know, China, different government system, different culture. They deal with things differently than we do. And it is a massive market. And, and you think, you know, Disney was a billion ahead of everybody else. If they opened up that market with those movies, you know, how much more money they would have made. But right. Obviously. And it's something they've done. And, I, and they've done it in, in, in fun ways, too, over the years. You know, the, the, one of the infamous ones was We All Know Zootopia. And we love Zootopia. And the newscaster... In the version of Zootopia that we know is a moose, mm-hmm. and if you watch it in China, it's a panda bear. And you okay. know they they've so they go you know the, the studios have gone both ways where they 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 take things out but they put things in to make it marketable for those those you know venues. Yeah. That's right, and so, and not just panda. So it wasn't that China got their own newscaster, but I think South America. I believe it was like various a, countries. Yes, it was uh, it was got, yeah got the the, the local animals were the newscasters, which right. I think is a good idea. Okay. Um, so speaking of uh, the worldwide box office, why don't you uh, tell us uh, how Disney did as far as the worldwide box office goes? They did pretty good. So they had four of the top eight movies worldwide, with obvious the number one being Avatar The Way of Water, which got off to a little bit of a slow start. Mm-hmm. You know, that there wasn't that, uh, compared to the first Avatar movie, there was buzz that it wasn't going to do good. I mean, there was even talk for a little while it was going to bomb. Right. But, I mean, James Cameron kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, he And, um... He pulled them through on that one. The number four, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which was uh, I enjoyed. I, I am a fan of Doctor Strange. I think okay. he's uh, good over there. Uh, number six, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, you know, another phenomenal movie. I, you know, Namor, my, the Submariner, my mm-hmm. comic stash upstairs. I can feel the cash just flowing through it. Right. Uh, and then finally, number eight was Thor, Love and Thunder uh, in, in the worldwide box office. With obviously, as we talked about... Uh, Earlier, you know, some of the other studio movies that were in there that were not released in China, Avatar 2, uh, Death of the Nile, and Encanto. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and they, and they didn't do too poorly domestically either. Their domestic take was 27% box, uh, 27% of the domestic box office. Uh, Avatar in the States was number two right. for 2022. Uh, it was beaten by the aforementioned Top Gun. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was number three. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was number four, and Thor: Love and Thunder held on to that eight spot both domestically uh, and uh, internationally. So, um, and it, it went up against you know don't forget it went up against a, a you know worldwide Jurassic Park, the Minions, the Batman movie, 
you know, there were some some very big uh, movies that it went up against. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not you know something to be trifled with when you look at the titles and the, the you know again Jurassic Park the. Uh, the Minion franchise, even Batman. Yep. I mean, I thought I was not a fan of the new Batman, but, you know, uh, Universal's sinking a lot into Jurassic Park and to Minions. I mean, look at the theme park add- add-ons, stuff like that. So it, it is something to be said for the product that they put out that they were able to maintain that many spots. Yes, but, uh, you know, it wasn't all about the highs in Correct. There was some lows. There were some, uh, I don't know, lows or missteps yes. or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, let's talk about them. Lightyear. Uh, you know, we say only. Only, which is funny, right? Million. Only 226 million. Like, uh-huh. it's a bad thing. And, and that's, um, that, that's domestic. It did make 108. I'm sorry, that was uh, that was worldwide. It right. made 118 domestically. Uh, when you look at what those movies cost uh, and then factor in the marketing. Correct. It almost didn't make them any money. Right. And, and you know, I, I, there's issues with it. My biggest issue. And don't get me wrong, I love Captain America. I just I can't believe they didn't bring Tim Allen in as the voice of that. that to me, that's that was the downfall. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just think a lot of the diehard Toy Story fans, you know, Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. And don't get me wrong, I mean Chris Evans is phenomenal and and everything he does. And there's some movies that I think Chris Evans is in that he knocks out of the park that are definitely not the Marvel movies. But I just think that. Starting off this attempt to do the spinoff and, and having that major change mm-hmm. right off the bat hurt the movie. But he is the voice of the real Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. But Tim Allen's the toy. toy. I, I know that. But And the other problem is when you put out a movie and you have to do that much explaining mm-hmm. to explain the premise to people, right. it's not, you know, everyone's like, well, I don't get what the movie is. And it's like, well, this is the movie that the toy is based on. Right. You know, when you when you have to put an asterisk next to a movie title. To explain it. Speaking speaking of movies, you had to do a lot of explaining about. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to jump down to Strange World, uh, which only made 54 million. Now that is really uh, a loss for Disney. Yes. I think it cost them 60 million to produce. To produce, yep. And then there was the marketing money on top of that, which is probably another 30 to 60 million. Um, they are making it back on streaming. It's very popular Correct. on the streaming services, but it did not do well in the theaters. Now this is a you know, this was a new story, completely new. You know, a lot of times Disney movies are rooted in uh, folklore, correct, uh, or uh, you know, it, intellectual properties that Disney has. This was a completely new story, and it didn't fare too well. No, um, for as much advertising as they did, no one really knew what the story was about. No one knew about the family of explorers, um, and and it's a shame, right? Um, because it, it's visually, it's a it's a nice film. But it's just, yeah, again, you know, you, you when you got to explain the movie, right? It, it's, you know, the people don't get it. And that would lead you into the biggest bomb of the year for the Walt Disney Corporation. Which was and Amsterdam. And that was Amsterdam. Which you know, only made $31 million. Only $31 million. <laughs> And cost a lot more than that. And it was a lot of A players in that movie. Right. I mean, you know, Brad Pitt, you, you look at the, the lineup, and it, it just, I don't know, people just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be one of those movies that years from now right. we love. Right. But... And, uh, you know, the, the, the fourth one on the, 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 the misses category is Death on the Nile, yep. um, which starred Kenneth Branagh as Agatha Christie's Her- Hercule Perrault, uh, who is a French detective from her novel series. Um, and even though it underperformed, that was the second film in the series. And as you'll hear as we go through the movies for next year, there's a third film yeah. in the series coming out. So as bad as, it, as bad as it is, somebody's watching it. Correct. It's like, it's like our show. Right, right. As, as bad as it is, somebody somebody's out there. listening. 
Uh, you know, there's at least three of you. And I, I hate to say, I think the other problem with the Death of the Nile, with the, with the whole series, is it's now competing with the Knives Out series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've watched the, the two Knives Out movies, yes. but I, I love them. Great movies. Yeah. So, you know, they're trying to compete with a, with what came out as a sleeper hit. Yep. So, so you know, we, we, we talked about Lightyear, how bad it was. It was the number 19 film of the year. Um, there was rumor that they were going to maybe repurpose uh, or, or sometimes somehow reimagine Space Mountain uh, from some of the uh, Lightyear story. Uh, that seems to have gone under the uh, uh, by the bridge now. Uh, by the by the water, under the, water, under the bridge, under the, under the bridge, under the bridge, under through the, the bridge. horse. Yes. Yeah. The horse uh, is out of the barn. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And um, you know, it's really evident how how poorly Disney did this year. When you look at the Academy Award nominations and you look in the animation, animated movie category, you know what Disney movie was animated, uh, I'm sorry, was nominated for Best Animated Picture this year? I do not. Uh, Turning Red. Okay. So it was not uh, Lightyear and it was not Strange World. Right. Um, Turning Red, a Disney Plus movie, yep. uh, is what they uh, what the Academy took as the best animation. And obviously, you know, Disney having this off here, you have to wonder how much figures into the leadership issues that the corp- the company had. As we all know, you know, the last time the two dudes were together about anything, we were discussing the breaking news that the you know uh, Bob Chapek had been replaced back by Bob Iger, and uh, you wonder what the what influence that had on the decision of the movie lineup of the of the events that led to this mm-hmm. you know and it's funny because i look at the list and you know again we mentioned the batman um you know the, the movies it was up against uh i will say uncharted i was very disappointed with i was a huge fan of the video game okay uh i i think that the downfall of uncharted was mark Wahlberg. for the fans of the video game the character of mark Wahlberg, sully and the video game is an older, mm-hmm. like uh, like mentor type person. Where in this one, it was you know Mark Wahlberg, right? Um, but I will say another animated movie I got to throw out there that I really enjoy is The Bad Guys. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you if you've seen that one. I have not. Seen but it. Uh, uh, you know Amelia took a liking to it, so therefore I have to watch it three times a week. And it, it kind of grew on me. And that you know it finished seventeenth. It finished ahead of Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's you know more universal. And if you look at you know, recently, as we know, if we switch to the theme park side of our business, Universal closed the Woody Woodpecker Kid Zone, the Five Old American Tale, for those of us that are that old. Right. Um, and the the new walls that are up have a lot of the characters from from the DreamWorks lineup of, mm-hmm. of the Minions and of the Bad Guys and Secret Life of Pets. Well, we've got a new Minions so, attraction being built. Correct. At, uh, so we'll see what what comes of that. But I thought the Bad Guys was a, a, a very enjoyable animated movie. All right. Well, that's our look back. So now let's take a look, let's look forward. forward. Now, what is the most anticipated movie on your list this year? Oh, most. Now, it does not have to be. Movie? We're not even Disney. Just, just any of, of all. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy three. Are you really? Yes. I am. Uh, my number one movie this year is Super is Mario Brothers. Okay. I am looking for Super Mario. Uh, all right. You know, obviously that's that's home. I mean. You know, I'm I'm the Nintendo generation. We were the you know I can remember I was the Atari generation. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I was the Tony generation. Tony, Tony was Morse code yes. generation. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, you know, I, I'm looking for, out of all the movies, Super Mario is the one that I'm the Mario Brothers movie, which is not a Disney. It is not. not it's in the not. Disney family. And so. I like I'm I'm trying my best to convince Katie to just even do like a weekend. Out in California because I want to go to Mario Super Mario Land so bad. Well, you can just wait till twenty twenty five when it opens right in Florida. In Florida so, yeah. um, so let's look. What, what do we have coming up in twenty twenty three? Our first one is a small one. 
It is. It is. It's literally. tiny, literally. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. I love it because I still love the joke when Ant-Man, when Paul Rudd says, you guys just throw quantum in front of everything, that, you know, because it's the truth. <laughs> right. Uh, comes out February 17th, so a couple weeks. Um, and Ant-Man 3, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyke return to the quantum realm. Uh, again, you know, I, I love the Ant-Man movies. I think, you know, Paul, everyone loves it. It's like, you know, Paul Rudd, everyone loves him. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I think he just plays a tremendous character in Scott Lang. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Now, uh, I don't know how, but my wife got into uh, WandaVision. Okay. And it was mind-blowing because that's not at all Katie's thing. She was thrown off by the fact that the first couple episodes of the old TV shows. Yep. And I said to her, it's a good thing you watch WandaVision. And, and then she watched Loki because you'll understand right. the, the quantumania, the, the whole, yep. you know, so... Yeah, so, you know, so I don't want to say spoiler alert, but if you plan on seeing Quantumania and you're yet to watch, you know, the the WandaVision and the, the Loki series, they kind of tie in a little. Mm-hmm. So I would I would recommend that first. Yes, uh, very much looking forward to this. Um, Cassie, Scott Lang's daughter, yes. uh, gets a hero role in this film. Uh, you know, it's funny over the past couple of years they've kind of been setting up, you know, with the new Hawkeye, uh, Cassie Lang. Uh, they're uh, uh, Wanda's kids, even though they're maybe virtual, maybe not virtual. Um, Wiccan and Speed, uh, they're kind of setting up for Young Avengers. Correct. Um, which was a comic series uh, that Marvel put out. So we're, we're seeing this built together piece by piece. Um, and, you know, even with, with Hulk's son in yes, uh, She-Hulk, in, in She-Hulk. Uh, you know, that's that's all a part of it. So we're, I think that's eventually what we're going to lead to on Disney Plus is the Young Avengers um, but Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania kicks off Phase 5. Uh, the big baddie throughout uh, Phase 5 is Kang. Yes. Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror Conquer, is the bad guy. Um, also known, if you've watched Loki, as He Who Remains. Um, and we won't talk any more about that other than uh, he's going to be a consistent character. Correct. Uh, throughout the, next, the multiverse. This phase. Yes. I forget what phase we're in Phase now. 5. I don't do phases. <laughs> but. Uh, so Phase 5, getting ready in... Uh, Three weeks. All right, your next one, Tom. Go for All it. All right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, director James Gunn returns after they fired him and then brought him back, and now he runs DC's uh, universe uh, for film. Um, uh, you know, coming back is Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillian, Pom Plentoff, Vin Diesel as Group, and Bradley Cooper as Rocket, uh, Sean Gunn, and Will Palter as... Uh, Adam Warlock. Yes, the Warlock. That's, uh, that's going to be another which good... Is, uh, which is coming. Um, so very much looking forward to this. This will wrap up the Guardians trilogy. Uh, it looks kind of sad. Yes. I think uh, we're going to lose some Guardians. And I, I think Phase 5 is going to be devastating to the yes. Marvel Universe for some of the characters that we've gotten to know. It's going to be like the Star Wars. It's going to be like the Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, series. Like, you know, we watch the original trilogy and kind of ignore everything that came after. Right. So I think right. we're going to start having to do that with Marvel. Right. You know. Uh, you know, just a little bit of trivia here. We, we were talking about Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, it broke the $2 million threshold. Billion. Billion. Two billion. Billion. What did I say? Did I say million. Yeah. Two billion. Um, and Zoe Saldana, who plays Gamora, uh, has been in four of the six movies that have broken the $2 billion barrier. Yes, uh, she's Beginning the... with Avatar 1, Avatar 2, and then both Avengers films. Yes. So, uh, Columbiana. My favorite movie starring her. Okay. Do you remember that one? She plays uh, a bounty hunter? Yeah, yes. She's a you know very badass in that movie. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's not the only film on that page. Oh, it's not. I'm sorry. I flipped the page. Go ahead, Tom. Hit us with what's next. 
Out of 20th century, we have a film called Chevalier. Yes. Uh, Good may- thing you pronounced that one. Yes. <laughs> Chevalier. <laughs> yeah. uh, you may- we, have, we have Chevy Cavalier coming out <laughs> April 7th, 2023. You may have seen the trailer. It's a period piece uh, about the France in the 1800s. Um, about uh, Someone's probably going to get beheaded. Maybe, probably. yes. Probably. Uh, about a black musician. Um, and this is the based on the true story of uh, composer Joseph Boulogne, Chevalier de Saint George. Apparently, he was a son of a African slave and a French plantation owner, uh, and then he becomes a celebrated violinist, composer, and fencer. Uh, and then, of course, there's an ill-fated love affair with Marie Antoinette. Oh, uh, so I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know if that was historically accurate. Correct, but um, someone's getting beheaded. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, that, that's all we know. Uh, that's about. from 20th century. All right, next, uh, the finally the live-action remake. You know right off the bat I'm not a fan of live-action remakes. Okay. All right. Uh, live-action remake of The Little Mermaid starring Halle Berry as Ariel in this one. Coming out Halle, May. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. What Halle, Halle Berry is Storm. Halle Berry is Storm. Yeah. Showing my age once again. Yes. Uh, coming out May 26th. So this will be Disney's uh, big Memorial Day summer uh, first summer release. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, it's the live-action remake. Of The Little Mermaid. And again, I've, I've said it a million times. I, I'm not a fan. I mean, Cinderella, what else was there? Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King. To Alice, be honest, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. I, haven't, I have not watched. I, I haven't watched one of them. Okay. It's, yeah. uh, they're, they're good. They're, yeah. they're hit or miss. Um, you know, what, I, what I'm excited for in this is, um, well, not much. Uh, Melissa McCarthy <laughs> is Ursula. Uh, I'm not really sure how I'm going to take to Aquafina as taking over the role of Scuttle, uh, which was Buddy Hackett. I'm a big Buddy Hackett fan. Um, and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's got some involvement in this, but probably some new music. Yep. I'm not a big Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. I know Ooh, that's you're kind not. of uh, wow. heresy to say yeah. for a Disney, Disney person. Um, so, you know, I'll go see it. I, I do enjoy the live-action films. Yeah, I just, I, like I said, I... I don't know. I never like the live action films. It's like, come on, give me something new. All right. Uh, and then in the first week of June, coming out of 20th Century Studios, is The Boogeyman. Which this might not be much of a Disney movie. No. But, no uh, it's, not. <laughs> uh, it's a film adaptation of Stephen King's 1978 short story with the same name. Uh, and it's a story of a couple of girls uh, coming to terms with the death, of, the tragic death of their mother. But there is a sadistic presence in their house, and they try to save their father. Uh, before it is too late. This was originally planned for Hulu. Yes, which is, you know, it's interesting because you talk about everything going streaming, going streaming. Th- this kind of went upstream. Yeah. Oh, we should start, we should coin that phrase. Upstreaming? When a movie goes from streaming to theaters, it should be upstream. upstream. There you go. Um, well, Trade, was, trademark, Two Dudes Talking Disney, 2023. This film, as I said, was originally planned to be released on Hulu, but after some positive test screenings, Disney announced that it will be switched to a theatrical release uh, on June 2nd. So okay. uh, check it out. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the horror genre. No, but I like Stephen King movies. You okay. know, uh, what, you know, sidebar of why I love Stephen King. Uh, so every summer we go to a small town in Maine called Bridgeton, Maine. Yep. And Stephen King uh, spent a lot of time there in his life. And the A&P in downtown Bridgeton uh-huh. uh, was the setting for The Mist. So, okay. you know, yeah, it, uh, I, got, I got a little connection to Stephen King. All right. What's very your, loose. Very loose. What, but, very loose. What's your favorite Stephen King so, movie? Uh, I mean, I I would have to say the mist. Uh, I'm a big fan of that, just because again, I know where it was, you know, took place, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on the actor who played. It's the guy who played the Punisher. 
Uh, the Good Punisher movie, the first one. Thomas Jane. Yes, Thomas Jane okay. is the was the, the the hero of that movie. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go with Shawshank. Oh, I forgot. Shawshank that's, that's, yes, that's Stephen King. I forgot. I forgot that Stephen King. Yeah, Shawshank is one of the greatest movies. I will. Ever. I will stop the you TV. Can, no, no matter, matter what you're doing, Shawshank. you watch Shawshank. Yeah. Shawshank yeah. and Green Mile. That's I will it. Stop yes, on both of those. you know. All right. So back to back to Disney movies. Back to Disney. And for Disney's next bomb, uh, June sixteenth, twenty twenty three, all new an animated feature from Disney and Pixar. So this is Pixar's first uh, twenty twenty three offering, called Elemental. Uh, it already has all the hallmarks of a classic Pixar. Heartwarmer, which means it'll probably flop. Uh, it follows a modern city full of elements, and the elements being fire, water, earth, air. Uh, is this the one where Bruce Willis tries to get Lila out of the city or the cruise yeah, ship? That, that, that's okay, that's one. different different yeah, element that's movie. The fifth element. That's this it. Only, There's only, only four, four elements. Yeah. So um, that's a that's a good joke. <laughs> so this movie has very much an inside out feel to it. Uh, yes, from the animation. Does, but so I think that's a plus. Yes. Um, it's going to be plus, like the, Disney Plus. The downside to this is Peter Sohn, uh, who is the director, is responsible for The Good Dinosaur, uh, which was not a not very good, good movie no, either. No. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for Elemental. Right. The Good Dinosaur was the second worst thing that happened to the dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, That was right after the you know, asteroid impact that killed them all. Right. Uh, Next, now, coming on June 30th. The biggest one of the year. For you. For me. For Indiana you. Jones in the Trials of the Convalescent Home. No, um, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. That's that's yeah. Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Dial of Destiny. Um, Harrison Ford comes back in his fifth and possibly final film. I mean, let's be Indiana honest. Jones. He doesn't. He's in his eighties. He doesn't have much time left. Well, now he's going over to Marvel. So, right, right, right. Correct. Ross. He's going over to Marvel. Um, so this film is from uh, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and John Williams is coming back to do the movies. Um, this has been talked about for a long time. I guess it was announced back in 2016 that they were going to do another Indiana Jones movies. Then it was delayed from 2019 to 2020, then to 2021, then to 2022. But we finally—it's like us recording this. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is like the Tron light cycle run of movies. Correct. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's a long buildup, but it's almost here. You know, I here's my fear, and I'm going to say this now. Okay. I'm tired of all these movies having to pass the torch. Mm-hmm. All right? Let it end. Like, I think the greatest part of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was when Shiloh went to pick up the hat and Indy ripped it out of his hand. Uh-huh. Okay? Like, let Indy go. We don't need a passing of a torch. We don't need another Indy Jones. You know, let so, it go. So we are being introduced in this movie to uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Indy's goddaughter, Helena. Right. Do you think that they're going to? That's try what to pass I do. I 100 percent think so. I, I think if they pass the torch, it's going to kind of be like National Treasure, where Helena gets a Disney Plus series. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then in July, we come uh, back to Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel coming back, right? And uh, for the the Marvels, July 28th, Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel, teams up with a strange niece, Captain Monica. Is it Rambo? Rambo. Uh, and Jersey City's. Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, in the unlikely team-up to save the universe. So this is another thing. So this is a team-up movie. Correct. All these characters throughout the course of Marvel history have been known as a Marvel or a Miss Marvel um, at one point or another. There were a lot of Marvels. Yes, there are. Uh, We all know Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, from her first movie. Uh, Monica Rambeau, you may know, she was the young girl in the first Captain Marvel movie. Then she was in WandaVision. As the adult Monica Rambeau, correct, who does get powers. Um, she's currently known in the comic book world as Photon. 
she did have the, the name of Ms. Marvel at one point. Um, and then we've got, uh, I'm sorry, she was known as Captain Marvel. Uh, and then we have Ms. Marvel, which is uh, the young Kamala Khan from Jersey City. Uh, and she had the Disney Plus show. So at the very I, end of the Disney Plus show, there was a little tie-in to the movie. I just hope they make one Shazam joke in this whole movie. Okay. Right? If you're going to bring all the Marvels together. Right. Right. Bring them all together. Because Shazam is everyone, well, every nerd yes, knows. Yes, every nerd knows. Shazam is known as Captain right. Marvel. He was the original Captain he Marvel. He was the original then Captain Marvel. Trademark ensued and all that. That's right. All right. Next, for the next movie, Disney's going to mess up. Uh, <laughs> August 11th, 2023. We are now forgetting... The uh, Eddie Murphy action uh, movie. Well, that was 20 years ago. It was, but I enjoyed it. I okay. think I enjoyed that one. But the Disney's new Haunted Mansion movie coming out. Uh, all new live action uh, comedy, obviously, starring Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, right? Yep. Rosario Dawson, some good uh, Dan Levy, Rinona Ryder, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jared Leto. Yeah. So. Um, the story about this is, uh, let's see, uh, Rosario Dawson and her nine-year-old daughter move into the haunted mansion after buying it at a dirt cheap price. I can't imagine why a haunted house would be dirt and cheap. And then I'm sure hilarity ensues. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously it's not Disney's first attempt with making a movie after a ride. I mean, we've seen, you know, the, the Pirates franchise. We've seen Haunted Mansion before. We've seen, we've seen Country Tomorrow Bears. Uh, everyone forgot about that one. Right. Tomorrowland. You know, so I... Uh, you know, again, we'll see how it is. It's, it's scheduled to be in the movies, yeah. not on Disney Plus, so that's a good thing. I will go. But we will go. We will go yeah. and stand there. Right. Um, do you know how many people fit in the theater? In which theater? For this movie? I do not. I believe it holds 999. Uh-oh. Yeah, but there is room for 1,000. Excellent. So Inside yeah, that's, joke. that's a good yeah. joke right there, good, huh? Good You're one. proud of me on that one, huh? I am. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and then we get back to 20th Century Films. Uh, and the aforementioned Hercule Poirot returns on September 15th in A Haunting in Venice. Um, this is based on the Agatha Christie book. It's a supernatural thriller. It does star Kenneth Branagh, Kyle, Al- uh, Kyle Allen, Camille Cotton, Jamie Dorman, Tina Fey, Jude Hill, uh, and some other folks, including Michelle Yeoh. Uh, and this is set in World War II, uh, post-World War II Venice on All Hallows' Eve. Uh, and it is a mystery uh, following Hercule Poirot, who's now retired and living in exile. But, of course, he attends a seance in a decaying haunted palazzo, as you have to do you in, got in Venice. Yep. And one of the guests is murdered, therefore thrusting him into oh, the sinister world of shadows and secrets. This is Venice, Italy. I always thought it was Venice, Florida. Yeah, so, okay. okay. This is Glass Onion, Venice. Okay. Uh, is, is essentially what it is. Um, so this, as I mentioned earlier, is the third in this film series behind 2017's Murder on the Orient Express and 2022's Death on the Nile. All right. On the next one, September yes. 22nd, 2023, is Next Goal Wins. It's the story of the infamously terrible American Samoa soccer team. In 2001, uh, they lost a match 31 to nil. As soccer fans would say. Uh, See, that's right. I've been watching pitch. I've been watching Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be. Uh, I, I don't know much about this one. I, oh, well, it's a it's a Taika uh, Waititi film. Yep. who you may know from the Thor series uh, and uh, what is Everyman? Yes, uh, uh, film. Um, but uh, some good stars in this: Michael Fassbender, uh, Elizabeth Moss, Will Arnett, and uh, Rise Darby. So um, it it could be good. It's probably a story of uh, adversity. Uh, I, you know, it kind of kind of makes me feel about the 
Cool Runnings, you know, the Jamaican right, bobsled yes, right, exactly. uh, type of movie. So uh, that's coming in September. Uh, and then in October, we have True Love. The story is, of two dudes talking Disney. True which love. is being written, directed, and produced by Gareth Edwards, who previously worked on Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Godzilla, which uh, is, is interesting. Um, it's going to star John David Washington, Gemma Chan, Allison Chaney, Sturgill Simpson, and Ken Watanabe. There are no plot details for this film. Right. Uh, but I think it's going to have something to do with love. I'm guessing so. It's going to yes. be a love story. Yes. Maybe a comedic, you know. Final uh, movie for the year for the Walt Disney Corporation. It is November 22nd. Disney's Wish. Uh, it's a new original animated musical feature to help celebrate what we are in now, the 100th anniversary of Walt Disney Animation Studios. And um, we'll see Princess... Princess Asha. Asha. Um Meet the literal star upon which many Disney princesses wish, and she must rope in its help to save her home, the fantasy of... The Kingdom of Rosas. That's why we got you, Tom. That's right. So, it's supposed to combine all the styles of animation from the 100 years of the Disney Animation Studios with watercolor, hand-drawn style, CGI. It's supposed to be one of Disney's newest and most intriguing animated movies to date. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, whenever I hear it's an original story... It, right. it always makes me nervous, right? Um, because they you gotta let that go. They, Sometimes it works. They either catch or they don't. Right. And when they catch, it's great. And when they miss, <laughs> they miss. They miss. Um, and it would kind of be a little bit of a black eye to celebrate a hundred years of animation with a film with that tanks. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that was removed off the schedule for 2023, we had Avatar two in 2022, uh, and the way it was supposed to go for the next six years was Avatar in the even year. Star Wars film in the odd, odd year. year. Yep. Uh, I was kind of expecting maybe Star Wars Rogue Squadron this year. We all know that got pushed back because of COVID. And then Patty Jenkins, is she attached? Is she not attached to it? So there is no big Christmas release. No, uh, it's one thing. Disney yeah. This year. I, which you don't know. Maybe they'll move something back up. Maybe. You don't know. But yeah, that's one of their, I guess, one of the issues with this year's uh, no Christmas release. Yeah. But see, I feel like it's when stuff like that happens that the best movies are come out. I mean, okay. look at Ghostbusters. Right. Film that in less than a year. Yep. You know? Well, there's no time for two dudes the movie to get There's not, so. no. Plus, I mean, who would they get to play us? Right? We'd have to do it ourselves. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, is Brad Pitt available for you, Tone? No. no. Danny DeVito for me. Yeah, you go there. <laughs> so, uh, good to be back behind the microphone with you. Absolutely. And I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Yeah. And uh, until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And, and we're, we're Two Dudes, dudes Talking Disney. Disney.